Today's Cowboy Fever podcast is another twofer. First, we talked to Ben and Christy from the Berkey office about the final race prep and event details. TLDR there is that it's going to be a lot like 2020, which sounds pretty good to me. I'd order up some 35 and sunny on Lake Hayward afterwards, but that might be a lot to ask for. Speaking of which, in the second half of the episode, and unlike car talk, no third half, just two, we talked to Chief Meteorologist Ketzel Evans for weather update. 35 and sunny might not quite happen, but the snow looks good and cold, and maybe even some moisture in it, so it might be fast. And we're not looking at any 2017-style debacle. Weather is happening, and the Berkey is definitely happening. Once again, remember that podcast listeners can save 10% on Pioneer Midwest Race Wax Service. Just use the code PODCAST when checking out. So here with Ben uh, and Christy, and we're just doing the uh, sort of race week, almost race week, wrap up po- uh, preview podcast um, that I think is sort of a tradition now. And it's awesome that you uh, making the time. I'm sure it's super busy there in Berkeleyland, but it sounds like everything is, you know, 100% go for the race, which after the last two years is a pretty good, pretty good place to be. Yeah, for sure. I think we're excited. Uh you know, from a variety, from a 10,000 foot view, COVID is, is really, our COVID numbers are doing really good here from that end. You know, we were a little worried about the snow for a while. I mean, we've just, it's been so cold here. It hasn't snowed much this winter. In fact, we'll have to get your meteorologist to tell us how much moisture we've gotten, but it's been pretty low because it's been so cold. Um, so we're getting a little nervous about the trail um, because it's just, it was, snow was super old, getting thin. But then Mother Nature has blessed us with some more snow in the last 10 days or so. It's starting to warm up. So all in all, we're, we're pretty darn excited about Berkey uh, 47, 8, 4048. 40, 40, <laughs> See, we've already forgotten here. Uh, being pretty darn cool. Just to bring that up, we're not far away from Berkey 50, so that's exciting too. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're still working really hard to try and bring the World Cup. In fact, Christy and Jimmy are going to World Cup in Norway Drammen right after Berkey the next day to work with their OC. And so... We're really looking forward to Berkey 50, the 50th anniversary, bringing the World Cup. Uh, hopefully, if all goes well, um, it's going to take a village to get us there. But, yeah, I mean, we've been working on that almost a year already. So uh, uh, not to look past 48 and 49, but 50 could be pretty darn cool. But really, Berkey Week starts um, quite soon. What are preparations looking like? What are the trails looking like? What is uh, everything in town looking like? Yeah, you know, we have a lot of venues that we have to get prepped and ready to go for everyone. And so we're already doing our staging and getting supplies out where they need to be. Um, Getting everything out to the aid stations is a monumental task. And so we've been already working on that for a couple of weeks and working with all of our community partners to know that they're going to have some extra stuff in their spaces right now um, while we stage things and get them ready. So we're really excited. and, And the venues around town and up in Cable are looking really good. Um, we're back to pretty much normal setup for all of those spaces, and, and we're excited, and volunteers are excited to be back and, and welcome people here. That sounds like pretty good news after after last year. We all got to ski some sort of Berkey, but it's it's exciting to see it back in town. The events really start out next week. You know, the trail closes, I think, on Sunday night, just so it can, can be prepped for the race. But the first big event is on Wednesday, right? Correct. Yeah, new this year is the open track on Wednesday. Um, so that's a more relaxed approach to the American Berkebiner, Cordelopa, and Prince Hogan. Uh, we have about 750 people registered for that day. There are specific times where they can start at each of those race starts and finishers Uh, can finish on Main Street between noon and 4 p.m. There's some benefits of not having so many people out on the course. 
Uh, you can park at the start, you can bus to the start, you can get dropped off. And then the finish line will be uh, a little more relaxed there too, a little more self-serve on the course and at the finish line, but we'll still have a lot of the same amenities, ski ties, medals, finish line food. Um, we'll have brats and hot dogs for all the finishers afterwards, selfie stations, um, still a lot of excitement um, for that day too. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that's cool is that really, if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, this is one of them, if you will, that it kind of came out of that. People last year experiencing their own quasi-virtual open track Berkey, you know, and they were like, hey, this was pretty cool, actually. It was a little more relaxed. You know, we've been racing down Main Street tip to tail with, you know, for 25 years. Now I just love the course and want to be a part of it in a more relaxed way. And some new beginners that are like, hey, this is a much more relaxed way to get into it. So, yeah, I think, again, it's, it's fun to see that we learned something last year, even during a crazy weird year. And so we're able to, you know, give it a try this year. And it lets even more people participate in the race because, you know, you're, I'm sure you're maxed out on the, uh, on the big race days, but it lets a few people get on that trail. And having the bridge it really cements that to, to get people over the finish line. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, that infrastructure that we've spent now the last four or five years working on the bridges, right, to try and close 77 Mosquito Brook, double O, 63 for four days is really, really hard. That just is not feasible for the, I mean, the locals and emergency vehicles. That's really hard. So, well, and especially with so many people showing up in town, it's not like there's even normal traffic. It's higher than usual. So the bridges really help. Yeah, and it also provides another way for people that normally ski different events or different waves to be able to ski together and experience have more of an experience with family and friends while they're doing their Berkey event too. Um, whether you want to celebrate somebody who's doing their 20th Berkey or their first Berkey, it gives them a chance to ski together too. I was talking to an Uber legger yesterday and he was like, you know, I've skied 31 Berkeys. I have no idea what the finish is like in the champions because I'm always there three and a half hours later. <laughs> so he's like, I can't wait. I'm skiing on Wednesday. Then, then I get to see, I get to hear the church bells. I get to see the champions. I want to see the podium. I want to be drinking a beer when they come down Main Street, is his exact quote. So it's going to give people a variety of opportunities. And we're also seeing a lot of people that then saying, hey, could I help? I want to volunteer on Friday or I want to volunteer on Saturday. So really this full circle of the whole community, because as we always talk about, I mean, this takes just thousands of volunteers. So now it's taking some of that skier pool and bringing them into that, which is which is pretty darn cool, too. And so it's really rounding out, making it really almost a whole week now. So Wednesday, then Thursday is Barnaburky, Barky Berkey, giant ski event, all of those events. Yeah, all the family, fun, more friendly uh, kids events are on Thursday again. Um, we'll have probably 150 Barker Berkey um, ski during teams on Main Street, probably 700 kids in the Barna Berkey and 350 kids in the Junior Berkey. So lots of kids coming back. Um, they'll ski start um, behind the intermediate schools and finish on Main Street. So really giving them a really cool Berkey finish experience. The other Thursday that's always cool that they'll be back is the, the Berkey Bash on Thursday night. Um, Keegan will be there. We're still, there's actually going to be a really, this is kind of cool. There's a great group of athletes that are going to be here this year. Uh, Simi and Sophie and Andy Newell, um, the Bjorn, Eric Bjornson and his wife, uh, Sadie Bjornson and her husband, uh, Liz Steffen. So all this whole group of athletes that really, I think, inspired a lot of us to get into skiing. Um, you know, now that they've retired, they're going to actually be here skiing, which will be pretty darn cool. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, really they've been, like I said, inspiration for a lot of us. And so for them to be here skiing Berkey, be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, really that core group of the last decades of the international race circuit at the Olympics and all, and obviously Keegan 
winning the gold medal, but but there's such a team aspect of that that I think it's been really, really cool to watch from afar. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool to see them all want to come back and get another ski in together, not at the same level that they used to be. Now they want to really enjoy it from the participant standpoint and, and still have that experience together. For some of those folks who have sort of watched from afar because there's always World Cup races during the Berkey to see 10,000 Americans all excited about skiing when, when you're in another country where that is sort of the daily event, that must be exciting for them. Yeah, I think they really like having that experience and and seeing not only, you know, just a few of them on the course, but everybody on the course and, and really getting to share that with, you know, citizen skiers and, and um, some of their old teammates too. Yeah, well, and they're going to beat us all anyway. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, that's right. Whether they've been training a lot or not. <laughs> Friday and Saturday are the big events, and we're sort of back to 2020. I guess instead of talking about what is going to happen, what should people expect that will be different from like the 2020 Berkey experience? You know, really things are going to be looking pretty similar to 2020 with just a few more precautions in place. Even with COVID, we are outside, so there's not a lot of risk for that. So aid stations will look a lot um, like they did in 2020. Touch points aren't a big issue, so uh, you will have to mask at the expo and on the bus. Um, but outside, uh, COVID experts aren't really worried about that. So the actual race, the course, the aid stations, the finish line will look pretty similar to it, what it did in 2020. So you're gonna get a great experience on the course. At the finish line, you'll still get ski ties, your pins and medals and your, your finish line food. We do have a soup tent again and a changing tent, um, normal baggage. So we're hoping for really nice weather so people can be outside as much as possible and and really enjoy the day and the experience. Speaking of the expo, that is going to be sort of the normal event. People should just plan to wear a mask for that. Yep, in the high school, mask inside, but Bib Pickup will be in there. We have a lot of sponsors and vendors at the expo, the Berkey store. It's where you're going to pick up your Berkey gear bag if you ordered one of those. Um, So lots of fun experiences happening there too. And we do have some more testing opportunities for COVID um, with Sawyer County Public Health. So if people do come up here and start to feel sick um, and want to take a test, we we do recommend that you bring home tests with you to be able to know right away um, whether you have the flu or the COVID or or whatever might be causing um, you to not feel well. Um, But we are working to have some extra testing around and that available to the public for free. Um, to try and keep people a little more safe while they're here. Now, we don't have a test uh, specifically for Berkey fever yet, do we? <laughs> We're working on that one. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> Folks who show up at the start line are presumed to be positive. It's a 12 ounce, it comes in a 12-ounce can. So after the race, people cheering Main Street, people cheering on the lake, and I assume the businesses will be open with... Uh, with, with be- food and beverages um, all around town. Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, as, as this evolves, what the idea is to create as many opportunities for people that they're comfortable with, you know, providing opportunities for people to be able to go and do the things that they're comfortable with, with the, the COVID as, uh, you know, as it is. But uh, I think the businesses downtown are ready for the masses. And uh, hopefully we're able to accommodate those that uh, want to do the things that they want to with inside and masking and then likewise outside uh, feeling pretty comfortable. And I know that it's always a tradition of mine to grab a celebratory broad on Main Street and uh, wolf that down. It feels taste really good after 50 kilometers or um, you know, I, I hope I see a lot of friends out there too. Absolutely. I think that social part afterwards is as important, if not more so for many people. It's holy cow, I just killed myself. <laughs> 
now I get to hang out with friends and talk about, you know, we haven't seen each other for two years and have a brat and a beer and, and reminisce about, you know, skiing and the sport, the Olympics that just finished, you know, why, why the Russians have been disappointing and all those things. But that's a topic for a different day. Yeah, and we'll have vendors in our celebration zone. So brats, pizza, um, different things there. Earth Rider Beer Garden will be open again. So you know, grab a beer, take it outside, stay inside. Um, it's you know really what you're comfortable with now. Great. So it sounds like it's just going to be sort of as normal Berkey as we can. And hopefully uh, this year we don't have a, a pandemic hit two weeks after. Exactly. Yeah, we have added a few things. Like we have selfie stations now in the celebration zone. So instead of going inside and getting your receipt print out with your results on it you can go to the selfie board punch in your number take a selfie with your results right behind you on a tv screen um, so we're adding some things that are a little more self-sufficient for you and um, but it, it it shouldn't slow slow you down and it should just provide more opportunity for you and i think in recent years we've had an we've had i think you've added some cell towers in town so there's been enough reception not that long ago past it was often the case that around 12 30 or one o'clock it was pretty much impossible to find anyone but it seems to have worked better the last couple of years it has gotten better when you call now you don't just get busy signals like you did a couple <laughs> a couple years ago so we hope that's the case again this year we've, we've seen a lot of increased visitor traffic to sawyer county in the area over the last two years and uh the the city and the county and, and the local um, communities have really been handling that well. So I think we're prepared for welcoming more people here. Great. Well, I'm excited to be one of those people. And I know that you guys have a ton of work to do in the next couple of weeks. I hope that everything goes great and that we have a great Berkey and um, that then we can get started planning for number 49 and 50. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. Safe travels. And we'll look forward to seeing you up here in the Northwood soon. So last time, uh, last time we did this, I didn't press record for a while, and I don't know if people who listen to the podcast noticed, but we're back with Ketzel Evans to do a weather check-in, and uh, this time I, I can see the little squiggly lines on my phone, so we're definitely recording, and I'm not going to have to go back and add questions and to make myself sound really smart like I knew exactly what the answer to the question was. <laughs> Basically, I just wanted to check in. We have about, what, 10 days left. The, 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 some of the models go up to 10 days, and the Berkey is now showing up at the end of them. And Obviously, we're not going to get any, any specifics, but I think we have a pretty good idea of what's coming down the pike. Right now, you know, what we're hearing is that things like the Minnesota State meet getting moved back because it's really cold. So it's, it's still really cold up there. Yes, yeah. I think we're still below zero uh, as of recording this. We did have a quote-unquote really warm day yesterday it got up into the mid-20s and I was outside kind of cleaning off my rugs and stuff in shorts and a t-shirt which I thought was great but we've dropped back down again um but it doesn't look like it should last too long um we had Hayward's reporting one degree above so all right you know. balmy nice yeah. good for them <laughs> it doesn't look like it should last too long this time um, we are going into a warm-up into the weekend um, and especially Sunday looks like it's going to be above normal temperatures this coming Sunday in Hayward cable area it looks pretty certain that they'll probably get above freezing at least for a couple hours in the afternoon on Sunday and is that going to be like sunny above freezing cloudy above freezing a little rain a little <laughs> great, snow great great question so there will be a disturbance moving through most to the north of the Cable Hayward area on Sunday, whether or not they get any 
major precipitation out of that. They could get some light, wet snow, maybe a little bit of rain mixed in, but it should hopefully be a cloudy above freezing. So hopefully not too much melting, but it might be just enough to get a little bit of moisture into the snowpack, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. For, for me, I, I would say that's a really good thing for this time of year, because if we have enough snow and you can put a little bit of moisture, a little bit of ice in that trail, that's when you get those Berkeys that just have that really nice powder that's fast. Yeah, especially, especially this year, because it has been so cold, we've been dealing with such a dry snowpack so any chance we get some moisture in there is not a bad thing and then that looks like really the last you know it's not not at all a warning sign but really the last time that we might have a warm-up before race day yeah so we have this kind of sudden warm-up into the what are gonna feel like really warm temperatures on sunday and then that comes crashing back down again into early next week currently we're looking at outlooks of below normal temperatures for at least the first half if not the entire week next week but especially kind of that Monday through Wednesday time frame, probably going to be dealing with below zero at night, maybe rising up into the single digits for during the day. Unfortunately, it does not look like a super warm day for the open track folks on Wednesday. And there's going to be some snow probably coming through uh, as well early next week. Yes. Um, initially, when this system was starting to show up, um, it kind of looked like it was going to be more of a big one and done kind of big dump snowfall. Doesn't look like that anymore. So instead, what we're kind of looking at is this prolonged period of snow, maybe beginning Monday morning, Monday afternoon, and continuing to fall through Wednesday. So it's not going to be dumping snow for two and a half days, but we could just get continuously snow for the first half of next week, a couple breaks here and there, but that could add up to some decent accumulation by the time the snow stops on Wednesday. I can throw some numbers out here. I don't want people to get too attached to them as far as snowfall <laughs> totals go. Um, but, you know, for, you know, that 72-hour period, so keep in mind that we're talking about multiple days of snowfall, we could see somewhere in that 5 to 8, 5 to 9-inch range falling in the Cable Hayward area. And, of course, that's really dependent on whether or not the track stays the same right now. But overall, at least several days of active falling winter precipitation for the first half of the week. I guess there's sort of three groups of folks that that might affect. Um, the first one being people who are traveling up, relatively light snow, probably minor to moderate impact, but it's not going to keep anyone from getting up to Berkey Land. Hopefully not. Um, there could certainly, if you're flying into Minneapolis, I can imagine that there might be some delays here and there, depending on the exact timing of that. And it's probably, it's going to lead to at least poor patches of winter driving conditions, especially on untreated roads. So you want to use caution, give yourself some extra time for traveling up for sure or down if you're my case unless you live in Hayward and Cable which you can case you can ski at the door yeah the second group are people who are skiing the open track on Wednesday they should probably be ready for probably some light to maybe at most moderate snow yeah yeah and it kind of looks it's you know timing is still up in the air snow might be coming to an end over the course of the day on Wednesday so especially if you're starting earlier in the morning definitely want to be prepared for skiing through some snow some fresh snow as far as conditions on the trail that's really going to depend on what Berkey crew decides to do with that falling snow, whether or not they groom it in or push it off the trail, but probably going to be some fresh snow to deal with on Wednesday morning. And that was going to be my third question is what is the uh, Berkey, what is the Berkey going to do with that much snow, whether they're going to groom it? I think that's a question um, probably that we'll just have an answer for when we go out and ski the trail. Yeah, we're all going to find out. <laughs> 
yeah, the Berkey Trail is still closed starting on Monday morning. So, you know, even even though it might seem well, you can ski out on the trail and then in that new newly falling snow and they'll groom it in. Uh, they, they, they're just going to have a lot of equipment out and they don't want folks out there. So um, that's the, the PSA uh, about the Berkey Trail. A week ago or so, we were looking at a very thin cover on the trail and some snow to come. We've gotten that first bit of snow, haven't really melted anything, gotten some more snow on top of it. So I think we're sitting pretty good right now. What are we looking at towards the race days on Friday and Saturday? Obviously, we, we can't say you know ex with any certainty what it's going to be, but I'm assuming we have more of an idea than we, than we, than we did before. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're within that kind of, you know, the race days on Friday and Saturday are in that kind of 200 to 250 hours out just something that we think about when we look at our weather models and how accurate they may be. So we're kind of looking at large scale patterns for that time frame. If you look at the temperature outlooks uh, for that late next week time frame, we are looking at staying below average in terms of temperatures. So fresh snow on the trails, below average temperatures. Myself as a classicer, I'm not too mad about that. Um, <laughs> for the, the skate skiers, it might be a different story. Um, one thing to keep in mind though, which is always really interesting with the late February timeframe is the temperature fluctuation that you can have within a day in this kind of time frame, especially if the sun comes out. So even if we start really cold in the morning, even below zero or single digits, our sun angle on the 26th is going to be about 35 degrees at the peak of the day. And that might not seem like a lot, but just a month ago, a month prior to that, um, in the kind of January 25th, 26th time frame, it was at only at 25 degrees for a sun angle. So we've increased our sun angle of 10%, and that gives us a lot more of that solar power over the day and the power that if we start the day, you know, and the single digits are around zero, we can still warm up into the teens and 20s by midday, late afternoon. So there is the potential for a large temperature fluctuation, which is certainly something a lot of us have experienced on Berkey Day. Yeah, one of those days where it starts at a 10 below and then you're in shirt sleeves on Main Street later in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And things are dripping around you and you gotta got that uh, suntan or sunburn in most of our cases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of sun recently. And, you know, for some classic skiers, that might be the kind of thing where you want to take a little wax with you because of the, the conditions might change. But we're looking, I think, for as some nice, cold, pretty easy to wax for snow. So that should be a pretty good, uh, pretty good indication of what we're looking at. Yeah, I can't complain about that too much. Um, I was a little worried that maybe it was going to be uh, a hot Berkey about five days ago or so. I was like, OK, I was convincing myself. That clister skiing can be good skiing, but that that has obviously certainly certainly changed now. Yeah, there were a couple of days where the models were pushing that storm north and had some warm air coming in, but that is that has been pushed well this out. Yes, yeah. So we shouldn't be too much of a concern there. So it's going to be a frozen fingers day, if anything, but I think we can all handle that uh, since we're going to be having the Berkey. Um, hopefully, we'll check in really quick next week for any last minute updates when we're actually looking at what might be happening on race day other than saying it's probably going to be cold which is about where we are right now it's gonna be winter still yeah <laughs> it's gonna be winter uh you know we said that in 2017 and then it was spring yeah, but yeah. uh looks like we get winter this year <laughs> well thanks very much for coming on and uh hopefully we'll touch base next week and either way see you in hayward absolutely sounds great
Thanks everyone for coming on, and we'll be back in the air next week for a last-minute weather update. Probably going to be pretty short, so um, have a good taper, have safe travels. Come find the podcast after the race. We'll be wandering around with media bib on an iPhone. Uh, there might be a post-race podcast party. It's going to be pretty pretty weather-dependent and kind of depends on the digs that we're staying in, the podcast team. But check us out. That'll be on berkeyguide.com if that happens. And uh, otherwise, see you in Hayward.